and welcome to another episode of Trash or Treasure, the podcast by Kim and Amy. Bring you spoiler-free recaps, reviews, and recommendations for whatever we read this week. Amy, what did we read this week, just this week? We've only just read it, not months and months ago when it came out. We read Richard Osman's recently released fourth book in the Thursday Murder Club series, The Last Devil to Die. Which came out in In September, September. and I read it 20 minutes after it was released. (laughs) That will probably give you an indication of how quickly we read this book. Mm. All right. So do you want to have a crack at the (laughs) spoiler-free recap, Brace yourself, listeners, for potentially the worst spoiler-free recap of all time. Remembering less is more, because it's a mystery novel. And you don't have to do that much setup because we're up to the fourth book in the Thursday Murder series. So all we'll say is, if you have not read the Thursday Murder Club series, stop listening to this episode. Go back and listen to our episode. Sort yourselves out. Yeah. First of all, like seriously reassess your priorities as a person who reads books. But after you've done that and realized that you're awesome, you just missed this particular series, go back and listen to our episode about the Thursday Murder I'll Club. link it. And listen to that episode, go read that book, read the entire series, and then you will arrive at The Last Devil to Die. Please come back and listen to this episode. Yeah. Because this done... will create, this will have spoilers for previous books. It will in terms of the relationships of characters, yeah. but not the mystery. So this is a contemporary mystery, and the mystery is resolved in each of the books. Like yes. they, they tie it up, but the characters stay the same. Unlike Stephanie Plum's Love Life. <laughs> yes, which we've also done an episode on and mentioned multiple times. Long term listeners will It's know like my how pet peeve of series. Anyway, carry on. Love triangles. So. It's Christmas time, not a Christmas read. I just, if you open it. Oh and my you're... goodness, do not. Thank God he didn't release it at Christmas. Yeah, I would have. Sorry, carry on. Been like, oh, it's not a Christmas book. It's really. Yeah, okay. A antiques dealer called Kuldesh Sharma. Who we will remember from the last book. He was also, he was introduced as a character in The Bullet That Missed. Yep. Yes. The third book. So Kulda Sharma is found shot at, like, very close range. He'd gone out in a car in the middle of the night. His car. Such unnecessary details. And was killed. And no one really is sure what he was doing, but it's clear that he had some sort of thing in his antique store came in that was... Wanted well, they work by a out, bunch of other people. They work out pretty quickly. One of the things that drug importers do is they will import drugs in a so in all, in in a way to do a drop off and pickups sort of situation is you will take something that looks old but is crap into an antique shop, a local antique shop, and you sell it to them for or you get them to hold it and say someone's going to come and buy this or whatever, and they go fine, and so they put it away. Everyone knows, but Coldesh it doesn't normally happen to Coldesh, but every it he's happens. the only shop open. On, on Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve or, or Christmas Boxing, Boxing Day, Day or something like that, right around Christmas, because his wife has passed away and so he's there. Anyway, the sh- he gets dropped off at his shop and they say someone will come and buy it the next day. Don't you, you dare sell it Don't to anyone Don't sell it else. to anyone else. Don't open it. You know what will happen. And he's like, yes, yes, I know how it works. And so he puts the box away. That's that's it. From that point on, something else happens and Koldesh ends up dead. So it's clearly in some way drug-related. So that's the sort of trigger of the mystery and the Thursday Murder Club, who are for retired people. Ron 
Ibrahim, Elizabeth, and Joyce. Joyce, who live at this quite glamorous retirement village. It's not glamorous, but it's it's Cooper's pretty. Chase. They they like it. It's nice. it's got lots of activities. So and many things. activities. It's and what I hope we end up at. Oh frankly. yes. So they are like, hmm. Well, we first of all, we knew Kuldesh. How Kaldesh, dare people is Kaldesh a friend. is a friend of Elizabeth's husband, Stephen, Stephen, who at the end of last book, so he's suffering from Alzheimer's and it's starting to get worse and worse. So he is a really good friend of Stephen's and obviously Elizabeth is like, no, no, we need to get involved in this murder. So she gets involved. But also CID gets like big crime whatever, gets involved, and a special crime division comes. So normally we have... Chris and Donna, who are the local coppers. And they, over the last four books, (laughs) have worked with the Thursday Murder Club. You know, aided and abetted. Yes, and so the access that the Thursday Murder Club would normally have to get themselves involved in a case, particularly one that's relevant to them, like Coldash's, that access is revoked because Chris and Donna are shut out out of the the investigation. And so that's kind of it which is nice. You get to see Chris and Donna do some other investigating. You, we get to, like, always meet all the criminals involved. Yeah, so basically, like, Ron was a, like, union boss in his heyday and his son but is I'm a really tough boxer. anyone still listening right now has read the other books. Oh. We don't need, we don't need Yes, okay. we don't need to recap well, okay, the Well, okay, I will say club. that one of the things that does continue is, like, Ibrahim keeps practicing by visiting Connie Johnson. Yes, who's so Connie this, Johnson is still in it. Connie yeah. Johnson's there. And she does Ibrahim some little favours this book too, yeah. <laughs> Joyce has invited um, Bob, who's a retired computer guy. Because mm-hmm, she's constantly like, maybe I want to date Bob every time. That's the thing. Every book, Elizabeth, um, Elizabeth Joyce adopts some new poor widowed or single old man to be like, hmm. There might be some fight in these old limbs yet. And we're like, go for it, Joyce. But Joyce sort of, and because it's Christmas time and... Bob has no one else. Bob hosts a really fun, like, New Year's Eve do yes. where... So she brings him along and Bob sort of joins in the detectivizing. He and Ibrahim start, like, looking into, they like, security cameras. It's adorable, and It's really yeah. cute. So you have all of those, all the characters that we, you love from the previous books are back, but it also does look at Stephen's story and... His worsening Alzheimer's and how Elizabeth is coping with that, and how yeah. the other, her friends and people like her, Stephen's friend Bogdan and the sort of bigger circle surrounding Stephen are responding to that. Well, that's kind of it. Anything else I think is too much yeah. information. So I should have said Kuldesh, Stephen's friend and antique dealer, gets killed. It's drug related. Enter Pretty Thursday much. Murder Club. And then the CID thing, because that's why they can't just function the way they normally did. And Stephen's getting worse, therefore Elizabeth is distracted. Great. So, Kimberly. Mm. Oh, my God, I get to go first. Do I still? I feel like I stole most of your spoiler-free recap. Sorry. That's all right. It's the agreement. The person who starts the spoiler-free recap (laughs) (laughs) might not be the person who finishes it, but they don't get to go first. first So what were your thoughts on The Last Devil to Die? I think the mystery here was excellent. So I'll start with that. I thought Koldesh's mystery, it was really complicated and interesting. But also it was really simple. Exactly. I really liked... The criminals that we got to meet, like there's always a weird select collection <laughs> yes. of criminals. I really liked the criminals, but they weren't all. The thing that I always, I, that I also loved about this is because we've met a lot of criminals. It's not just re 
tracing old ground where it's they're, like they're it turns criminals. out it turns out every time they meet a random criminal they're they're soft at heart like that kind of would become unbelievable very quickly but these ones weren't some of them were still real bad people and real bad stuff happened to them and you're like well you were a real bad guy but it was just that that real bad guy drew the line at killing old people so and also the old people just aren't a threat. Elizabeth isn't going out trying to like create her own drug cartel. So she's not a threat to anyone else's drug cartel. Well, it's Elizabeth probably isn't the best example. Joyce isn't yes, a threat. Exactly. Anyway, so I thought even those characters are new enough that I was really engaged by them. They were different. They weren't just like old people meet criminals, criminals are charmed by the old people. It wasn't that trope going round and round, yeah. so I really liked that. It it's was always super, fresh ground, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was really super fast moving. It went at a cracking pace, which I really like. I finished this in one sitting. Yeah, I almost did too, though I know that I was. I read it either just after or leading up to having an eye operation, so it must have been just after. after. So I must it have was just the first been, book you read. Yeah, when right. You were allowed to move. So your I was like again. convalescing. So I was. I read it in a very short period of time, but I was unusually free, which I'm not normally. So it worked out really well. I really liked Computer Bob as an additional Computer, character. I love Computer. I Bob. also really like that they didn't force him on us in a he's going to be there all the time in a, an integral part of the thing because we need an extra character but he's just around a bit and i found his addition really it was, charming it's like in the book where ibrahim buddies up with ron's little grandson uh, yes yep and and they do the computer detective work yep. and this was like you know ibrahim having his a computer detective work he doesn't yep. have all the skills but Computer Bob had the skills. And, and it was cute. Yeah, it was cute. I really enjoyed and cared about the murder. I think because it was Coldesh and mm. we really loved him from the previous book, I really, really cared about that. Though I will say I picked the entire story and the ending of the book from literally the second we meet the person who did it. Oh, I didn't. Oh, didn't you? No! Oh, I thought it was so insanely obvious. No, because, like I said, it was really complex but also really simple. And then yeah. that's the point where I'm like, I'm just not going to bother my time trying to guess no, it. I'm just going like, to roll. I was like, with, this is clearly what's roll going Roll with on. how the book yeah, wants. Yeah, okay. I really like there's a moment where that I thought captured the spirit of the book really well when they go to Kuldesh's funeral and Bogdan gets up and he says, his, he gives like this eulogy that was. Yeah. He was a friend of Stevens. So if you killed him, I will be killing you. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that sort of is why everyone. Like, hey, Bogdan. Yeah, yeah. Well said, Bogdan. <laughs> that, the motivating tension o revenge. I liked, I really enjoyed in this one, the focus is quite heavily on Stephen. Mm. And so much so that we actually, for the first time, in any of the books for any real proper length of time, we're actually in Stephen's head. It's yeah. from his perspective as he is suffering from Alzheimer's, starting to work out that that's what's going on. Mm -hmm. So his kind of confusion and the fear that's inherent in that confusion was really, really palpable, mm. really palpable and a, so believable. It was one of those things that made me feel like I had lived it, although I have no point of reference at all. So I have no idea what research Osmond did for that kind of writing or if it just comes from. It made me actually stop and think, 
could anyone even tell you? Yeah. And, and were there moments of lucidness where that person could then tell you what it was like for them when they were lost in, inside a moment of severe Alzheimer's or dementia or whatever? It was so insanely well written. Yeah. I, for me, I will always feel like I read two books. One was this book about Stephen Mm -hmm. and one was this this like Indiana Jones style antique dealer died drugs Meets the mystery brothers. exactly yeah. and it is a little bit like that because Elizabeth does go MIA for a bit of this book to go and think about and manage and resolve what the next steps look like for Stephen got, which is what needs to happen they resolve Stephen in this book it's in terms of those two layers it yeah. has this like this book made me laugh yeah and god it made me cry i cried so hard in this book (gasps) yeah i'm not a crier but i don't cry at things like oh he came back or oh he left her and now she's sad (laughs) i'm like it's romance get over it my poor husband no that's it's more it's not that eric would cry eric would cry he cries all the time in so many romance films i'll be like oh that's so sweet and i look over and he is like (laughs) full-blown like ugly crying He's just me. He is. He is. That's right. And I love him to death. But no, this book, that's proper heartbreak. Like, that's not, that's not romancy-ness. That's, Uh, it was. Squeezy heart. It was so. Pull it out. Squash it. Shove it back in. And you're like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so glad we got to spend so much time with Stephen in this book. And um, in the previous books, and that in we, previous books that we were given the chance to get to, to know, really him. know him and to know their relationship and all that kind of stuff. So it didn't feel rushed or anything like that. So that's kind of it for me. Like, uh, and like, it sounds like it's a recommend. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, I absolutely loved it. The only thing I will say, and guys, this is a huge spoiler, but I'm just going to say it and. Amy, you're just going to have to let me say it. At the end of the book, Richmond Osman puts a note in to say that he's not writing another one next. He's starting another series. He's like, I'll be back, but first I'm going to do something completely unrelated. I think he feels that they just need to have a rest. I know, and I appreciate the rest, and I appreciate the time, and if I were him... I would want to rest, and I, I understand all of that. And I'll read his other book. You know that I will. But, but you would rather have... Well, would you rather have a fifth offering that you were disappointed by? No, you know I wouldn't. Or that came out next September or something really well plotted. I think he just has to pause, take a step back and go, okay, what's next for them? This is a big book. It's a big book. It was a big emotional book. Significant emotional things happen in this book. Yeah. So I don't really know if I have to say anything other than, you're right, and I would also recommend it. <laughs> yeah, great book. And yeah. it's a treasure. I will definitely it is a treasure. this book. I really enjoyed – what I really enjoy about this series and this book was a good example of it was how, like, one, how short the chapters are. All of the chapters are about yeah. four pages. Yeah. And I think that really contributes to the pace. Yeah, agreed. It, just cracking, 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 because it doesn't sit for – you'll be with, like, Elizabeth and Joyce for four pages. Mm-hmm. And then the next chapter, you're with Chris and Donna. And then the next chapter, you're with Ron. And then the next chapter, you're with Joyce. And that is really pacey and means that it just makes it be a page turner. Absolutely, yeah. So it means that if you look at it, there's 103 chapters or something like that. But exactly. it is isn't a thousand pages long, Robert no. Galbraith. No. It was, you know, you turn a page in one chapter, you're like grinning. The next chapter, you're like, oh. And somehow he manages to make this really serious 
like criminal ring something you want to keep reading about like you want to yeah because you know, he humanizes everything he, but you're like in the house and in the mind of the guy who leads the criminal ring and he's like hmm yeah i could probably do that for my daughter she's this is coming up and also oh, i better get that yeah get that heroin i had that off. i had that fight with my father-in-law no oh, i'll just buy him a land rover i'll get one of the boys to nick one so yeah, I love that's that even, always been what this series and Robert Osman does. He, but Richard everyone Osman. is sorry, Richard Osman does. Everyone's a person, but that's the whole. That's the even charm of this series. Really tiny part. In even the if film. they're Look. old, even if they're like, but that's what he sees. He sees people. people. He sees people. And it really I, does. Yeah, and it's beautiful. And I feel like we need to brace ourselves that the world will try and adapt this to TV. But I don't actually think I want it. No, I definitely don't. I don't think the tone will come across right because so no. much of the tone is... It'll come you... across as like Miss Marple and that's wrong. But you'd have to edit it like a Guy Ritchie film. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> With true. With transitions by Edgar Wright and it would just become a hot mess. So yeah. let's not adapt it. Let's just keep backing Richard Osman to continue the Thursday Murder Club series mm. because I love the characters in it. I'm always happy to go on another adventure with them and I absolutely treasure this book as an extension of the series. When I reread it though, because it was like pull your heart out, squeeze it, twist it a bit, push it back in, I'm probably going to do a bit of like, oh, skip over some bits. I won't. I know you won't, but I'll be... Because you know me, I'll never remember what the mystery actually was and how it resolved. I always do, but though, I'll so I, I reread things for the emotional journey. Yeah, because I, I remember I the emotional journey. The, I always recall the. Never recall plot. the mystery, always recall the emotional. Oh, this is mm. the bit where I cried. I still anyway, cry at the end of Breakfast at Tiffany's. I don't know why. When she gets out of so the cab stupid. to find the cat to in find the, the rain. Cat. Oh, my God. My God. I've always just been like, oh, that pit. <laughs> my by whole contrast, life. By contrast, I must have watched that movie too old to be, like, charmed because, or I've just always been cynical. It's got a lot of problems in it. So many problems. <laughs> I cannot. It's like Bambi. I could never. But I can't it's a come whole, like, Bambi. Mickey Rooney, Mr. Yes. Yamaguchi sequence is just so problematic but i can't explain why it just you know i'm just you know i'm just a crier the only thing that gets me every time without fail is entangled no (laughs) you cried in that bit once yeah for sure i cried when they sit in the boat on the lake yeah it was beautiful and when, no, when she, he thinks she's dead and he's like, you were my new dream. I cry then. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I always cry in Downton Abbey season one. Oh, uh, no, mm. season two. Season World two. War. Well, yeah, it's I the know. war. Yeah, it's you know. Episode four. You know. I know that go. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. That was when we binged down, never binged Downton Abbey. No, you can't watch, oh my watch God. more than two we episodes were, in a you, row. You and I, not surprising me, but you were spontaneously bursting into tears for a yep. week. Yeah, it was out of control. <laughs> okay. At any rate, thanks for spending some of your time with us and more We'd than love you to had hear to. What because... things make you cry? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell oh us that. Oh my gosh. Everyone recommend us your number one crying book. That no, would crying be great. film. Or crying film. I'll but, take either. But it has to have a good ending. No, it doesn't. Just have, I oh, want it yeah, to be actually, resolved. No, it has to be resolved. I'm not so, reading yeah. Man in the High Castle. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'm not no. reading things where you're like, well, now I just hate everything. 
Yeah. And I've cried and I look like a hot mess. Yeah. And I don't have a heartwarming thing to show at the end. Yeah, of no, it. it's got to heartwarm at some point. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fair enough. That, can, that has to be the stipulation. Thank you. At any rate, join us again next week. We will tell you something else that we read that may or may not have made us cry and bring you spoiler free recaps, reviews, and recommendations. And until then, happy, happy reading! reading. And just a quick reminder here at the end of the podcast that we would love to hear from you. We want your recommendations. The good, the bad, the interesting, doesn't matter. Please reach out. Send us an email at trashortreasurepodcast at outlook.com. Or we are also available at the world's most awkward Twitter handle, which Amy has to tell you about. Listen to our Twitter handle. It's the greatest. It's at or underscore treasure. Doesn't that just roll off the tongue? (laughs) And with those encouraging words, tweet or email us. We love to hear from you. Happy reading. Cheers.